another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And we are coming to you from the Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And today we are doing Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Least spoilers we can. Yeah, I mean it's the newest one. It just came out recently. Uh, It's a 2022 film. So obviously it would have to be recent since we're still in January. But it was posted to Amazon Prime, if I recall correctly. Yeah. That's where we watched it. And uh, yeah, so the new Hotel Transylvania will be try to be spoiler free. But yeah, it's the, the story in the movie is fairly simple and the trailer shows you most of it. <laughs> so, so like. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen a trailer, you kind of know what's going on, and there's not a lot to spoil outside of that. So bear with us. Before we get into that, though, Alistair, you got some business for us? We have a new patron. Over on? Patreon.com slash word salad. There you go. I just say that like I normally do at the end of the episode, because... Yep, it's programmed, hard-coded into your brain. Um, Our new patron is Paul Curtis. Welcome, Paul. Welcome, Paul. Thanks for joining. Thanks for being a patron. Hope you like the exclusive content over yep. there on Patreon. Patreon.com slash word <laughs> I don't know. No, no. I mean, sure. Absolutely, man. We got new Cinemuck uh, that just went up this month, and we're going to get caught up since uh, I had the COVIDs, and that put us behind on Cinemuck significantly. So we're getting caught up over there, um, which just means that patrons get extra content from us over the next couple months as yeah. we get building that back up. And Al and I are brainstorming some new ideas and, you know, keep your ears open, eyes open on what's going on over there at patreon.com slash wordsalad. There you go. <laughs> well, like, ears open for the podcast, but don't actually watch the podcast. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Finally got it. <laughs> All right. Another bit of Patreon business. Thank you. What? For increasing your pledge, I think? Yes. Yeah, that's the word. Thanks. That's the word. Yep. I don't say that much. Thank you to all of our patrons. Yep. You know, it's it's a huge help over there at Patreon. It supports us. It supports uh, Word Salad Radio and, you know, gives us an excuse to do experimental weird things that we might not generally do on the show and gives me a venue for Cinemuck. Yes. Not that I couldn't post Cinemuck, like, publicly, but, you know, I don't know, man. We cover really weird, gross movies over yeah. there, so... Given that I also co-host this family-friendly show, let's keep the other one behind a paywall. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but okay, there's that. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. What? <laughs> and then there's one more bit of business because um, we have a new review. Yeah, you know Al loves this. Um, 
five-star Apple podcast review from Y-G-J-F-B-U-H-T-R-R-E-G-X-B-F. That's a lot. Do you want to try to say it? Because I think um, if you try to say that, then maybe you will have the stinger for the episode for you to edit and monkey with. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Subject, nice exclamation mark. <laughs> yep. I love the episodes. One question, though. What happened to Al's monster stampede? I'm asking on behalf of other people because those episodes aren't exactly my cup of tea or coffee, if you're American like me. I think my favorite episode was the Ernest Scared Stupid episode. I'm also a little older than Al, and I love the his what slash who. The Al is blank. Love the show. Edit. Can you guys do what the Al is old? Okay, so... Thank you, YGJ, etc. Um, there's a lot of stuff in here. Let's uh, let's go through it and address the stuff here, right? So, man? yeah, the Monster Stampede. We don't normally do the Monster Stampedes. We normally do them over the summer. Well, we we used to do them. We haven't we done them in years. To, yeah. There's a very specific reason for it. I don't know if you remember yeah. why. They take a really long, long time. Yeah. The preparation time on an episode of Al's Monster Stampede was immense. Yeah. we and the, and the problem with it was we started doing Al's Monster Stampede because we wanted a short format episode. And we started off doing our reviews. The reviews were really big, kind of rambling. Al was also freaking five years, four, four years old. As you I think four, about between that when we started it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were four and then turned five when we started. Yeah, or, Like about. after we started. Yeah. Yeah. So Al was four. The episodes used to take hours and hours and hours to edit. And then we'd take, yeah. Cause... So like, I mean, Al, you were like so little and it was like your conversation skills were very, very low. <laughs> and so I had to do a lot of creative editing to turn it into what sounded like a podcast conversation because there's a lot of pausing, a lot of repetition, a lot of weirdness that needed to be cut out, uh, a lot of Al rambling like a little four-year-old would. So they took forever to edit and we wanted a shorter format episode to work from. So we started doing Al's Monster Stampede. And at the time, Al was, you know, uh, watching a lot of random movies and he had a lot of books on monsters. And so we just had that idea of putting together, you know, episodes on individual monsters. But then it took a lot yep. of research. Al had to watch a lot of movies, read a lot of books. I was watching more movies. So it, it ended up that we spent a lot more time prepping than editing. But it was still the same amount of time. <laughs> so Yeah. And then we basically just did it over the summer. But then... And just take up a lot of summertime where yeah. we could have just spent playing video games and hanging out. So <laughs> so we lost our video game time, really. Yeah. Yeah. But once we had the idea for who the Al is, that took the place of Al's Monster Stampede. Yeah, we don't actually have to do, like, I just have to get a little bit of information, not much of anything else. Really, like, I just show Al the cover of a movie a poster, something, or any figures we have around, and let it 
sort of sit around in his brain, germinating as a story for a couple days, and then we record. Really no active prep time. No, not really. So that's why we moved over to who the Al is. Plus, I mean, our listeners want to hear you talk about things like Predator and Alien and Leatherface and Chucky, which all I of the staples. Watch. But you can't watch them. Yeah. So that was a way for us to keep the show sort of relevant to as many listeners as we could. You know, people mm-hmm. who maybe don't watch old black and white movies about giant ants could still listen to our show and find, you know, their horror movies represented. Mm-hmm. So, and like yeah. some of the like we do some we do some of the new ones on there. But because we don't normally do new movies, like reviews. We we tend not to, not often. Mm. I mean, today's an exception, of course. Because, of course, it's a Hotel Transylvania movie. Yeah, so, I mean, Hotel Transylvania, we got to catch that. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so, I mean, I know that's a really long roundabout way of talking about <laughs> Al's Monster Stampede and what happened to that. But, you know, if people are curious, that's what happened to it. Yep. We also... Enjoy the heck out of Ernest Scared Stupid, which, to confirm, yeah, I'm wearing an Ernest Scared Stupid t-shirt right now underneath my hoodie. Oh, and can you guys do What the Owl is Old? Yeah, that one looked interesting. I've seen the trailer, but didn't get much information at all. It just, it didn't even give you, like, much of the story. It it doesn't show much, so. Yeah, I'll watch it before we do the episode. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll, I'll give it a look. So, we got that coming up. We also want to get to, in the not-too-distant future, really, House 2 and... Troll Hunter? Troll Hunter, uh, which we were reminded of, thanks to listener Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Like normally, we say we're going to do the movie a lot, but then we always forget to do it. Well, when we actually went to watch Troll Hunter for the show... Like... It was, it was that, gone. Yeah. Like, it wasn't streaming anywhere because we were going to do it for the show. We had it planned. But like when we wanted to do it originally, Al wasn't quite reading subtitles yet. Uh, since then, he's watched a ton of subtitle yeah, movies yeah. and does just fine yeah. with them. So Troll Hunter, we want to do that. When are we going to get to these things? Eh, but those are coming up <laughs> at some point. Uh, Godzilla with, King of the Monsters. Godzilla King of the Monsters. Al's still adamant about that we'll get to it but then (laughs) we got to move on with the show holy cow uh we've been recording for a long while yep but there we go so thank you yGj for etc yes etc for the review yeah thanks Hope that answers your questions and all of you who have wondered what happened to al's monster stampede there it is. It, yep. it faded. We thought about bringing it back, but I mean, really, there's just so many other things that we want to do. And when we get watching the movies for Al's Monster Stampede, we would just end up reviewing them after a while. So, yeah, yeah. we might bring it back. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a big conclusion episode because it actually has like a storyline. Yeah. Which is like not much of a storyline, I guess, but we're like the storyline of like us running around the fictional Frankenstein's monkey farm, getting chased by monsters. Maybe we'll do a big finale episode. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something to monkey with. Yep. So with that out of the way, Alistair. To monkey with on the farm. Monkey with on the farm. Yeah, there you go. Let's uh, move on to Hotel Transylvania 
Transformania from 2022. Yep. So big changeover behind yeah. the scenes on this one. Do you remember what changed? Uh, no. <laughs> no? Uh, Gendy Tartakovsky, who was the, uh, you know, director of the first two writer, you know, worked on the writing team and stuff. Um, but Gendy Tartakovsky, who you might know, listeners, from working on uh, Samurai Jack, Dexter's Laboratory, created Primal, Star Wars, Clone Wars, the old uh, 2D animated one. Tartakovsky's amazing. I'm an enormous fan, and I have been for ages, like since basically uh, Dexter's Lab, maybe Powerpuff Girls, uh, when he was working on Powerpuff Girls. Big fan. What? Yeah. Uh, Tartakovsky, though didn't direct this one. This is the first Hotel Transylvania Tartakovsky did not direct, uh, but he's still on as producer, still on as a co-writer on it. So still involved, but it definitely, but it like, you know, it passed on to other hands. And it's definitely very different. Okay, so in what ways would you say it is different from the other ones? There's not really one way I can explain it. Well, let's start, you know, talk about some differences, I suppose. Because I agree, it does have a little something different from the others. I can kind of explain it from my perspective, but it's still kind of loose, the the way that I'm thinking about it. I haven't completely solidified my thoughts, uh, mostly because... I'm working, man. I'm busy. So, (laughs) you know, I haven't quite put into the right words exactly how I feel, but I figured we'd get to it here. So for you, though, what's the biggest difference? Um, the biggest difference is probably the characters that we see more of. Okay. So, like, we spend a lot of time with the Wolfman and Frankie and, yeah, you know, the Invisible Man and spend, all that. Get uh, more time with Johnny, too? He's a big part of the other ones. It's been a while since yeah. we uh, watched the first three. But, yeah, Johnny's around, but he really is, like, the focus of this one, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, um, the daughter, uh, Drax's daughter. Mavis. Mavis, thank you. Uh, Mavis is around, but, like, not all the time. Like, she's there. Yeah. She's in the background for a lot of the story. She does get a bigger part later on, but... Like, at the, in the climax, basically. Yeah, yeah. She kind of shows up at the end um, to help out there. Uh, we also have another big change, which is that Adam Sandler no longer voices Dracula. This is the first non-Adam Sandler as Dracula Hotel Transylvania. I know some people out there are anti-Adam Sandler. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, if that was a hang-up, he's gone now. Uh, but for me, the series has always been a Gendy Tartakovsky series, first and foremost. So uh, we have replacing him voice actor Brian Hull, whose credits are almost entirely dog movies. So I don't... Oh, Airbud movies at that. Wow. Apparently, he gained notoriety when his YouTube video Disney and Pixar sings... Let It Go went viral. And he's a an impersonator, a YouTube impersonator, I guess. So he's yeah. here voicing Dracula, sounding very much like Adam Sandler. Yeah, I, I, frankly, I thought it was the same person. It's very convincing. I mean, I had my suspicions. I didn't know for sure that Adam Sandler wasn't in it. But there are some cues, like a, a couple lines where... 
I felt like maybe it's not, uh, but it's really good. It's a really good uh, impersonation. I also want to say, um, it's like, yeah, Hotel Transylvania, there is comedy, like, there, it's oh, sure. funny. This one is, like, it goes from, like, really funny to, like, on almost the other, like... Like, almost scary? Like, no, not scary. Intense? Yes. Like, yeah. It does become really dramatically intense yeah. in the climax. Like, from a comedy to almost a drama. Yeah, whereas in like, you know, when we look back on Hotel Transylvania 3 and all the other Hotel Transylvanias, they had some high dramatic elements, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, betrayal, you know, we had Van Helsing was there trying to kill Dracula. So like, you know, there was big drama in those. But even still, by the time we got to the end of the third one, they have this giant party and they're like dancing and there's like the big monster that comes out. Yeah. You know, and it's still... Fun, fun. Whereas in this one, you're right. The intensity of the climax is different from the other ones. And yeah. I think it's because of the stakes for the characters here. The The things that are at risk if they fail are bigger here than like personally on a personal level for them. Uh, at least presented in a way that feels kind of bigger and more tragic if they don't fix it than in the other movies and i feel like that makes sense because this one feels like the last movie kind of do you agree it's it's definitely got kind of a you know now we all see eye to eye so we're all better off for it but another movie but like another movie after that after this one would be pretty fun Oh, yeah. I mean, I sure hope they keep making them. There's, of yeah. course, the series. Is that on Netflix, the cartoon yes. you watch? Yeah, it is. Yeah? Uh, is that good? Yeah, it is. It's very good. Yeah, I haven't watched any of that. It's like a... It's basically just like a separate story from the movies. There is some of the movies in the show, but most it's of like the time... It's like a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. It's like a normal Hotel Transylvania life. Mm. Kind of. So more of a day-to-day kind of adventures, right? Yeah, like okay. Kind of more normal stuff, like, than the movies. Yeah, the movies are the, the big, 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 big moments in their lives, and the show are kind of the smaller dramas. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that, that makes sense. So, oh man, we got all kinds of snowblowers and stuff out front. I don't know if our listeners are going to hear it, but I'll mention it in case they do hear the... It's <laughs> horrible. So... Yeah. Back to Transformania. Yep. Let's talk about that title because it's the plot. Basically, right? yes. So the, the basics of the story are... This isn't much of a spoiler because they show it in the... It is the trailer yes. and it's the title of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Van Helsing makes a a machine like... Yeah, with like a magic rock. Yes, that can turn humans into monsters and monsters into humans. Mm-hmm. He turns Johnny into... Like a dragon, basically. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Johnny gets turned into a dragon. So Johnny, the human husband of Mavis. They're married? I think. Yes. I, I think. feel like they are. <laughs> it's, again, been so long since we watched the first one. In my head, they're married, uh, which I think is Yeah, like, yeah, because they have a kid. I mean, you can have a kid and not be true, married, true, though. True, but like, kind of, it, it doesn't really tell you that. <laughs> it, I'm sure they're married. I feel like yeah, that is a thing that's in the, old, the yeah. older movies. But, yeah. He's a human. Mavis is half vampire, half human. Yes. 
So the drama at the start of the film is that Dracula wants to give the hotel over to Mavis and Johnny, but then Johnny acts like uh, a lunatic. He's just Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. He's just really excited. He's got all these Johnny ideas, you know. Um, He's sort of like when we first meet him in the first film, uh, he's like a backpacker, you know, like wandering around hiking you know, in uh, random countries and stuff. And he's just wacky and like, just, uh, I don't know, kind of a flake. (laughs) He just sort of like floats around the universe, just enjoying life. And that is not Dracula. Dracula is very grounded. You know, he's got this hotel and it's got to be run in a specific way. So he lies to Johnny. What does he tell him? Uh, He tells him that um, there's a rule that no human can inherit it, even though there's really not. Yeah, it like monster real estate law. Which... Yeah, he makes it up so that he doesn't have to give them the hotel. Yeah. And then Johnny... Gets turned into a monster. Turns himself into a monster so that he can inherit the hotel. And unfortunately, something else happens. Um, When he tries to turn Johnny back into a human, he accidentally turns himself into a human? Yeah, so Dracula's a person now. Yep, and other monsters. And the other monsters get turned into humans. And that's the thing. The human gets turned into a monster... A bunch of the monsters get turned into humans. We get to see the wolf man without all his wolf hair and like, (laughs) you know, Frankenstein monster is like just like a handsome dude. So that's the gimmick of the movie is like the monsters are humans. Uh, The mummy is just like an old guy. Invisible man. Invisible man who's naked. (laughs) Blob gets turned into a jello. Yeah, Blobby gets turned into jello. That's funny. Yeah, it's really, that's a really good bit. That's a a good running gag. Mm -hmm. So, Okay. This kind of brings us then to, for me, what's different about the movie, or at least what feels kind of weird and off. One, the story's real fast, right? Like, I think once we actually do get them turned into, you know, people and, you know, the monsters turned into people and then Johnny turned into a monster, it kind of, like, it goes real fast and it feels like it's over really quickly. So, Even though the movie's longer, just... It's like 87 minutes. Yeah. But, like, it's... It feels like, to me, I wanted more, because which is not a complaint. Like, I just wanted more of it. Like, I, I was having fun. Yeah, because, like, the movie, its story goes so fast that the movie feels really short. It really feels short. Like, short, but short. it's not. Yeah, it moves really fast. Yeah. So, like, that's how it feels different to me. But something kind of struck me as off going into it. Which is that Dracula seems to not be okay with Johnny at the same level that he was not okay with Johnny in, like, the first movie or whatever. Like, the first, you know, when he first meets Johnny and he just hates him, he kind of seems to feel that way towards him. But they've had a relationship developing over the course of movies, like multiple films. And I feel like this is kind of a step backward for them. Like, I feel like Dracula's treating Johnny like he would have in an earlier movie, not like he should after the third film. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, their relationship regressed. So the lessons that Dracula learned, he seems to have unlearned. Probably between the movies. Well, sure, but, like, you don't want to repeat that, right? Like, we don't want to have a repeat of the character arcs from, like, earlier films because then it's redundant. We've already done that character arc. Dracula can still grow. He can still learn stuff. So have him learn new lessons. Have him have new and different problems. Um, I don't think that he necessarily 
had to have a problem with Johnny from the start. I think he could have just been like, yeah, of course I want to give this place to Johnny. Like, you know, after all we've been through together, you know, I, I want to give this to, to Mavis and Johnny. But then Johnny comes along acting nutty and Dracula backtracks because he just can't handle the change. So then it's less yeah. about, you know, their relationship and more specifically about change. Not mm-hmm. that the movie isn't about change because obviously Transformania. So it's all about Dracula being able to deal with change. But at the heart of that is this relationship redundancy with Johnny. Do you understand that? Does that make sense? I understand it, but I have no idea what those words meant. <laughs> uh, redundant means that it's unnecessary, like it's repetitive. Oh, okay. right? You don't need to have that story because we already had that story of Dracula being yeah. okay with Johnny's kookiness. True. Whereas I, I feel like what they're going for is really... Dracula is afraid of change, and now we need to get him okay with change, like Mm -hmm. big changes, you know, even bigger changes, like giving up kind of part of who he is and moving on with his life. And that's what the movie's about, yes, but the Johnny stuff, like, is what it's all grounded in, and that's where it starts. So it starts from a place where we've already been. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like in, um, what is it, the uh, Avengers Endgame or whatever, when... Star-Lord has to learn, or is it Endgame or Infinity War? One of them. They're like, they're like, um, they're just the same It's the big story, right? Yeah. So in those, when we bring in the Guardians, right? Guardians of the Galaxy come into that series. And then Star-Lord has to learn to work as a member of a team, which is the story of the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Right? So like we're just Mm -hmm. retreading the same story there. And it is kind of happening in Transformania. I wouldn't say it's a big complaint. I think, like, the reason I'm kind of ranting about it is it, like, it it's close. Like, the movie's close to nailing the story of Dracula and his fear of change. I think a simple fix, like an elegant fix to that. Um, mind you, I'm, like, now talking, like, screenwriter stuff, you know? Uh, I think an elegant fix to that would have been to have Mavis be more involved in this kind of, like, planning for the uh, hotel, for, like, the renovations or whatever. Like, when Johnny shows up to talk to Dracula, it's all Johnny's ideas. Whereas if he and Mavis had had those ideas together, then it would be more like Dracula's afraid of handing off his legacy to the next generation rather than it being rooted in his distaste for Johnny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's the elegant, simple solution that could have been worked in there. Um, again, not a huge problem. It doesn't ruin the movie, but no. I we still had a heck of a lot of fun. So, Al, that's my rant yep. <laughs> about that. What else do you want to talk about? Um, well, I think it's, I think it's really fun, like, because we, I don't think the other three movies, we don't really get, like, much of the Hotel Transylvania, like, human world. Yeah, we get a little bit of it for sure. I remember Dracula going into town with, like, sunblock and an umbrella or something like that at some point. Um, Yeah, we do get little bits in the other movies, but this one does have a huge portion of it outside of the monster world. Yeah, like, frankly, most of it. Yeah. Um, And we're out in the human world with a monster who everybody seems to like because he's a fun dragon man, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But, like, they're in the jungle, too? Yep. Uh, Not just in the jungle. It's really, like, it's just, like, I think the jungle part, like, where they're in, 
like the jungle jungle the first part of that that's really funny yeah they have to go find a new crystal for the machine so that they can turn yeah. themselves back as yeah. well as the other monsters <laughs> you know like, i don't think johnny under like i don't think Although Johnny. they don't know about the monsters till later, right? They don't know about the other guys. Because they drink from the water that got contaminated with the human blast energy. Yeah. And so then they all turn into humans and then they got to like, yeah, right, right. Because then Dracula's girlfriend, fiance, I don't remember yeah, how they um, ended at the like the, the end of the third movie. But yeah, I mean, what's her name? Erica? Yes, Erica. Yeah. So uh, Erica Van Helsing and Dracula as a couple. Um, she and Mavis have to team up to go find Dracula and, and take the other and Johnny and take the other monsters with them. So that's what happens to the other monsters. Yeah. But what oh. sticks out to you as funny stuff there? Um, maybe save the best for when we get to funny bones here, which we should probably transition over to pretty soon. But like what in this movie to you is the nature of the comedy? What's funny? Johnny. Just Johnny. And yeah. what about Johnny? So funny. Um, to you? Like. It's just like, I feel like Johnny's more funny in this movie than the others because he's a monster. Because he's just like a big lumbering monster. And, and he's like, like, and he's right, like, right, right. And, and like, he doesn't, he's never done it. And he's like, really just having a lot of fun. But like, he's a monster, but he's trying to do Johnny stuff as a monster. Right. So, and, but so it's more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a hoot. Um, he doesn't seem to notice that he's a monster, really. Like, he knows he's a monster, but it doesn't change his behavior. No. He's still the same Johnny. But there's some, like, monster parts that he realizes, and then in one line he's like, who knew claws were so good? <laughs> right. And, of course, there's the, uh, he, part of the story, and this is as spoilery as we'll get, I guess, Part of the story is that he's also growing. Um, it's a side effect of the ray. He starts yeah. to grow in a way that is dangerous. Yep. So, like, that's the tension as the story goes along. That becomes the yeah. ticking clock, the you know, the race first, against time. Yeah, the first part about that is when is frankly the funniest part, <laughs> where he where he causes a car crash. Right. Yeah. 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 When and, like he. Yeah, because uh, because Dra Dracula he forgets he's human, so then he, like he thinks. Or no, he steps out in the daylight. <laughs> he's human, and he forgot that he was. But then he keeps staring at it because he's never seen it. And then he like, and then he like can't see anything. Yeah, so burns his retinas. Yeah, and then uh, Johnny has to save him. And then when they. Go back, he's like, taxi. He's like, he's screaming, taxi. But then, like, he coughs up and starts breathing fire everywhere, yeah. causing the taxi to go haywire, causing a giant car crash. Yeah. And then <laughs> they end up on a bus because of that, right? Yeah. So then he's so big on this bus that, like, as he's growing, he's weighing down the back of the bus. So he's going really slow? Yes, it's going slow. So then what does he do? <laughs> he, he just gets up and starts walking. Like, he puts out his hands out the window, holds the bus, puts his feet out the bottom, and then yeah, just, just starts... slams his feet through the floor. Yes, and then just starts walking along. Yeah, treats it kind of like a, a Flintstone car kind of a thing or whatever. Like it's like Johnny's a dragon wearing a bus as like, a shirt. Uh, like the little... Baby toys where they get in the car and they can walk along and move it, like kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Like the little, uh, 
the little kind of like bouncer sort of rolly deals. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It's very much like that. That's a good point. Yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff that Johnny's up to. And it's not like he does it going, I'm a monster. I can like make a bus run now. He's like, oh, I'm weighing the bus down. Cool. I can handle it. You know, and he's Johnny. So he's got a wild idea to handle it. But like they start seeing the weird song. And then even when he's like uh, walking the bus, he's like, he's still singing that song. Yeah. It's funny. I don't remember what the song is, but it's, it's an English language song that they're singing in Spanish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So because they've gone down to like Central America somewhere. South America. They're in South America. Yes. Right, right, right. They go down into like the Amazon or what have you. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And yeah, the song is some kind of song that and I've forgotten it already. But when they started singing it, I was like, oh, it's that song. It's a really recognizable song, but in Spanish. I think, oh. Or maybe Portuguese. I don't, I don't know. know. If they're in Brazil. They're, they are in Brazil. Yeah, so it could be Portuguese then. I don't remember it that distinctly. So do you want to jump into our segments? Oh, there's one more thing I want to say. Okay, yeah. When they start going to the jungle, he's like, he's like, ooh, pink dolphin. Can I eat it? <laughs> it something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a few days since been we watched a few days, it. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, I can't. <laughs> the internet can. Yeah. They'll, that's what I meant. they'll come at us with knives. <laughs> so, <laughs> segments. Beastly best. Alistair, coolest monster moment. I don't know. I pretty, like, when Johnny, like, when, frankly, like, when he starts to, like... When he gets really, really big? Yeah. When, okay. like, when, like, well, the side effect yeah. get, starts yeah. to get... That's like, we, like we cool. said, that's the side effect of it. He's growing out of control. And the climax of the movie is the payoff of all of that. And it's really fun, really wild. I agree. It's the most fun part of the movie. So the Beastly Best ends up being like a 15-minute chunk of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's really like the, good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, like the climax is really fun. And with that in mind, then, since we agree on that, uh, what would you say is the funniest moment? Frankly, I don't Probably just the part in the jungle where, oh, the part where he's like, don't you think the sounds of nature are so soothing? And then Dracula's there with uh, leg toucans like, ah, 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 and then zooms out and he's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's good stuff. I don't remember what I laughed at the most, but that was funny. Uh, Blobby being a freaking jello mold is really funny yeah but yeah I, i'm having trouble remembering a very specific joke but we laughed a lot we had a really good time with it but i agree that is that's a good joke they put that one in the trailer actually yeah so they like, do because that's know. like that's like the best joke so it's not much of a spoiler oh i love the you know what i think is really funny that we haven't mentioned at all the guinea pig Oh yeah. So that... we won't we won't spoil anything with the guinea pig, but the guinea pig is a hoot. It's uh they do the they run the test to show Johnny that the laser or the beam turns things into monsters. And they turn this guinea pig into a monster. 
And like you're really stressed out guinea pig or something? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, like an experimental guinea pig, you know. Because it's like there and then it's like drinking water from something. And when it gets turned into a monster, it's just like a pipe. And it does the same thing. <laughs> I think it's like stressed out or something. Because well, of sure. the experiments he's performed on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be, right? Uh, so but that, I like the guinea pig a lot. Yeah, it's really fun. I wouldn't say there's anything spooky, so we don't have any get spooked, I don't think. I think the spooky parts more are just funny or either cool. Yeah, and and anything that's really, really dramatic and intense is just intense and not spooky, like, right? Yeah, like the dramatic, intense parts, I think those parts are like the really, like the coolest and the most amazing parts. The most memorable. Like, yeah. So, yeah, we can uh, move on from Get Spooked, because we don't have any moments for that, into our final segment, the big one, Scream Themes. What, Alistair, would you say is the big lesson this movie wants us to take away from it? If you only see the bad things, then you miss out on the on the best parts of life. Yeah, right? I like that a lot. It's a, a lesson in being positive. You know? That is, like, it's really easy to see, too, like, in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also in real life to take this, you know, further, you know, into the theme. It is easy for people to point out bad stuff. It's okay. actually harder sometimes for people to identify good things than it is bad things. Yeah, because if you see the bad things, then the good things get lost. Yeah, because you get focused on the bad things you know it's like when i when i assign my students to write you know uh, papers about film or something i used to run into this a lot where their papers would end up focusing only on the bad stuff and ignoring the good stuff if i didn't kind of talk to them about that because when you get into film criticism and things like that there's kind of this like anticipation that you're gonna be negative you know that that's the way to do it is to be negative which it isn't necessarily yeah but that's kind of like the way that our society kind of points people. It's yeah, because like, like being the, negative like, towards each other and everything. Because, like, yeah, on the internet, the internet normally is a place where people give, like, if it's really, really good, yeah, you, there's a lot of ratings, but most of the time it's bad stuff. Because normally people don't, like, it's normally bad ratings. I mean, it like, depends. It, depe- it de- definitely depends, but... Well, it's here's, the, here's what it is. The people who are negative are very loud in their negativity. And they're very harmful in their, their negativity of that sort, right? Like, like the people who are always negative, you know, they're not adding anything productive to the conversation sometimes. Yeah. Um, you can be negative and productive, you know. Uh, that's what we were talking about earlier with regard to, you know, the aspect of this story with dracula having this distaste for johnny that was like feeling repetitive and we talked about how like that's potentially a problem but there's good but, stuff in yeah, there that they could have like, really honed in on so like it was it was a balanced kind of a look and you're yeah, right and we got to be positive and yeah it's also they also added something it's easy to understand why it's repeated because like yeah he doesn't like he can't stand the change. Which I so, would say is another theme. I think that's yeah. kind of the... Yeah, I mean, it's one of the 
two big themes, I would say, because what you pointed out, I would say, is just as prominent potentially as the theme of don't be afraid of change. Yeah, change normally, well, (laughs) normally change is good. It can be, right? It can be. So long as it's something that we can see the good in. If it's a decision that we make and we're confident in it and we make the right choices, there's no reason that change can't be a good thing, right? I mean, look when we moved into this apartment, you know, you were like, you were pretty skeptical about it and you were upset for the first while when we moved here because you'd lived in the other one for nine years, you know, and within a week you realized, wow, it's way better living in this place than the other place, right? Yeah. So you've experienced that firsthand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Anything else that we should add before moving into plugs and stuff? No. Awesome. Where can our listeners find us and support us online? You can become a patron at patreon.com slash word salad. And if they want to... Uh, support the show in other ways. You can rate and review us on... I really know where you could do that. Like Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think like Stitcher. Some of them have those options. But yeah, Apple Podcasts is a big one for sure. Well, and then also just help spread the word about yeah. the show. That's always good. I mean, yeah, look at what good it did us when, uh, you know, Darcy and Joe Bob <laughs> talked about us on the show there. You know, just just getting the word out, man. It was Our a phone big help. Was started exploding, and we didn't know why. Yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty big night. That's for sure. Like we were just playing video games, and then your phone started to explode. Yep, yep. Uh, man, what a night that was. So yes, share out the show and Alistair on the social medias. Where can they find us? You can find us on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast you can find us on instagram at cadavercast one word you can find us on facebook at the cadavercast critters and creeps club join the club you can email us at cadavercast at gmail.com and you can buy our merch at teespring.com slash cadavercast there you go. Um, and it sounded like you said it plural. Teesprings. Teespring. Teespring. Singular. Dot com slash cadavercast. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, social media got a bit dead during December because, again, I had the COVID. So that sucked. And uh, I down. I was The fatigue is real. Still feeling that. Uh, the side effects, you know, they linger, man. So... Uh, we're getting back up, though. Like, I'm getting the social media moving again, getting the ball rolling on that. So it was kind of dead for a little bit, but I was in a state, yep. as you can imagine. Um, and for those of you listening to this who didn't hear on other programs, we talked about it on uh, Word Salad Radio. But, like, Al never got it. <laughs> Al never had no. COVID. For Somehow. Somehow he never got it, despite the fact that he's surrounded by people with it. And I don't know, you're like Vincent Price and The Last Man on Earth. Yeah. You've got like an immunity or something. So when the rest of us turn into vampire zombies, you'll be the only one left. You'll be having to track me down and kill me with a wooden stake to the when heart. When you all turn into COVID zombies. Yep. Yep. That's right. Give it time. So that's it from us. Al, you know what to do. 
You've been listening to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And we are leaving you from the Frankenstein's monkey farm. Oh, is that it now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. We love you.